Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi, it's Rose here. Do you know how many people live on planet Earth? Well, the United Nations announced this week that there are now 8 billion people living on Earth today. They do admit it's hard to be accurate about the precise number of people in the world and said that its calculations could be out by a year or two. But nonetheless, the UN estimates that on 15th of November, the world passed the 8 billion mark. It is only 11 years since the population hit 7 billion. And experts say the rapid rise of the last billion is due to many reasons, including better health, nutrition and medicine. According to BBC Newsround, the world reached 1 billion people in around 1800, and then it took about another 100 years to get to the second billion. But since the 1950s, how quickly the population is growing has sped up. Middle-income countries, mostly in Asia, accounted for most of the growth over the past decade, about 700 million more people since 2011. India has increased by roughly 180 million people and is set to overtake China as the world's most populous nation next year for the first time in almost 2,000 years. However, birth rates in China have decreased since 1980 when the country's one-child policy was introduced and more women have also been having children later in life to focus on their education and career opportunities. When it comes to which countries are likely to grow more in the future, the UN says that most of the 2.4 billion people to be added before the global population peaks are likely to be born in sub-Saharan Africa. This includes countries like Angola, Botswana, Cameroon and the Central African Republic. The increase in population shows more children are being born, surviving adulthood and having children of their own. People are also living longer because of better medicine and nutrition. The population growing is seen as a success by the UN because it shows how much public health, nutrition, personal hygiene and medicine has improved, but it can also present challenges. Having more people on Earth puts more pressure on nature, with people in competition with wildlife for water, food and space, as well as with each other. There would also likely be a negative impact on climate change. But some people believe that the rate of rapid growth is starting to slow down, and I think it will take about 15 years for the population to reach 9 billion, which wouldn't be until the year 2037. Hello, this is Isa. Every year on the 11th of November, millions of people in the UK and around the world come together for Remembrance Day. There is a period of silence held at 11am to remember the people who have died in wars around the world. Remembrance Day marks the actual day World War I ended at 11am on the 11th day of the 11th month in 1918. Remembrance Sunday is also marked each year and usually falls on the second Sunday of November. There are lots of ceremonies at war memorials and churches throughout the UK and abroad. And members of the royal family, politicians, the armed forces and communities attend memorial services. Did you know that the first two-minute silence in Britain was held on the 11th of November 1919? 
One year after the World War I ended, when King George V asked the public to observe the silence at 11 a.m. so the thoughts of everyone may be concentrated on reverent remembrance of the glorious day. Whilst Remembrance Day was first commemorated to remember the losses after World War I, today it is used to remember all the people who have died in all wars since then, such as World War II, the Falklands War, and conflict in Iraq and Afghanistan. In the UK, this year's Remembrance Day was very different, as this is the first memorial event since Queen Elizabeth II died. The Sovereign, meaning the King or the Queen, usually lays the first wreath at the Cenotaph on Remembrance Sunday, and in her lifetime, the Queen always did this, although in later years, due to her health, she asked her son, Prince Charles to lay it on her behalf. This year, King Charles III led the ceremony as the new monarch. In the run-up to Remembrance Day and Remembrance Sunday, you often see people wearing poppies. Do you know why? Well, during the World War I, the farms, fields and land in France and Belgium that was fought on was left ruined by the fighting and all the signs of life had gone. One of the first plants to reappear after the fighting ended were red poppies and so since then the poppy has become a symbol of the suffering and sacrifice made by brave soldiers. Hi, it's Laura here. Did you know this week is Anti-Bullying Week which is arranged in England by the Anti-Bullying Alliance? It takes place from the 14th to the 18th of November 2022 and this year has a theme, Reach Out. This week begins with Odd Socks Day on Monday, the 14th of November, where adults and children wear odd socks to celebrate what makes us all unique. The theme of Reach Out became about following consultation with teachers and pupils. He wanted a theme that empowered them to do something positive to counter the harm and hurts that bullying causes. Anti-Bullying Week is always held in the third week in November and aims to raise awareness of bullying of children and young people in schools and elsewhere and to highlight ways of preventing and responding to it. It started in 2002 and has since grown to become a significant event in the calendars of children, families and schools with an estimated 80% of schools across the UK taking part, reaching over 7.5 million young people. It's needed sadly because research shows that over 30% of children have been bullied in the last year alone and 17% have been bullied online, which means approximately one child in every classroom in England experiences bullying every day. Bullying has a significant impact on a child's life and this can last well into adulthood, with adults who were bullied as children being more likely to experience mental health issues earn less money, be unemployed and have fewer qualifications. The most important thing is that Anti-Bullying Week helps raise awareness of bullying amongst children and young people and helps schools to tackle bullying taking place both online and face-to-face. So have you got involved in Anti-Bullying Week at your school? Let us know in the comments. Hello, this is Zara. This week, on the 15th of November, leaders from all over the world met in Bali in Indonesia for the G20 Summit. The G20, or Group of 20, is made up of 19 of the world's largest economies, 
plus a representative from the European Union. The G20 countries represent more than 85% of all the money in the world and includes the UK, the US, Russia, Saudi Arabia, China, France, Germany, India, Indonesia, Canada, Brazil, South Africa, South Korea and Australia. Meetings of the G20 countries are held every year and they last two days. Leaders meet to discuss plans for the world economy. They also discuss issues like climate change, sustainable energy and taxing large companies. Whilst this makes sense as the economies of these countries are so connected, quite often it is very difficult for the leaders to agree as each country wants the best for its own people. This year, there are a lot of things for the G20 countries to discuss, such as the Russia-Ukraine war, tensions between the US and China, inflation, the threat of a worldwide recession and global warming. As the host of this year's meeting, Indonesia wants to focus on world health measures and economic recovery following the coronavirus pandemic. And the theme of the summit was recover together, recover stronger. During the summit, however, the leaders of the G7 countries, which are the seven richest countries, were all summoned to an emergency meeting as there were reports of a missile landing in Poland. And there were concerns that this might be a Russian missile. And so the timetable of the summit was disrupted. The G20 meeting ended this year without joint declarations as there was Russian opposition to references to the war in Ukraine. Leaders did, however, adopt a declaration condemning Russia's aggression in Ukraine in the strongest terms and demanding its unconditional withdrawal, but recognised that while most members condemned the war, there were others' views and different assessments of the situation and sanctions. Another important event was the meeting between US President Joe Biden and the Chinese leader Xi Jinping, which was said to be a generally positive meeting, and the two agreed to keep communications open and avoid confrontation. The leaders also promised to take coordinated action to address food security challenges and agreed to pursue efforts to limit the global temperature increase to 1.5 degrees Celsius. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.